Good way to start off the podcast with some dad jokes. Did you hear about the guy who invented lifesavers? People say he made a mint. I was really mad at my friend Mark for stealing my dictionary. I told him, mark my words. Podcasts are so repulsive. They are so disgusting. Welcome everyone to the Mr. Mike Podcast, Wrong Answers Only. Today is a solo episode with yours truly, Mr. Mike, and we just finished wrapping up a three-part mini-series with Mr. D about his job experiences called The Man of a Thousand Jobs. And it's a bit of a play on words because Mike said, you know, 20 to 25 different jobs in his lifetime, but really knowing him and having done a lot of his resumes and cover letters and helping him apply for different jobs, it's a lot more than that. I would say some parts for him would be learning experiences, whether it's, um, you know, when you're young, you make mistakes, you get fired or you just you don't take it seriously. And then there's other parts of your life where it's probably not the job for you and you're not motivated. And then in other circumstances, you actually found something that you're like, I like. For example, the uh, CCM job that he mentioned, he really liked that job. He always talked to me. He's like, it's great. You scan, you do this. There's great people. He's like, I, I could do this, you know, no problem. And then they hired him for the winter rush. They closed down. Like Mike said, they moved away the company and they closed down their shop here and, and uh, he lost his job. So, you know, those things happen and unfortunately it happens to a lot of people. And I think the mentality is really that. The idea you're going to work for Air Canada or a company for 50 years doesn't exist anymore. So people bounce around a lot from jobs to jobs unless you have a career. So if you're a teacher, well, you might be as a teacher for 40 years or something. We know a lot of teachers uh, that have done that. Although, as the times change, we're finding out more and more teachers, Canada, the States... I would even go as far as say, Australia and parts of Europe that teachers are leaving the profession early or they're not staying in the first five years. They're, they're dropping out or they're quitting or going on something, going on something different, going to the private sector, uh, working for themselves from home, things like that. I had mentioned that a colleague of ours had left and she'd been looking for a couple of years uh, to jump ship. So she went to the private sector and she'll tell you it's it's demanding, it's hard work, but uh, you do what's best for you financially, mentally, physically, even because having myself been assaulted many times by, by students over the years, it kind of takes a toll on you, I, I would say mentally, kind of like a PTSD a little bit. But Mike's Mike has a lot of experience. I'll say that Mr. D has a lot of a lot of experience. Uh, doing many different jobs. And he cut himself short a little bit because he's had a lot of jobs working in the community 
working in camps as an integration aide, working in care homes for people with uh, disabilities, mental and physical disabilities. And he has he has a good heart for that for those things. And you know, he never wanted to pursue it as a career. Just as, you know, jobs, regular job, a filler type of thing, but never as a career. He might tell you I encouraged him to do tiling. I, um, I, I never did. He just assumed I did. I, I was like, why don't you go into mechanics and so you could do tires and then you have seasonal work and he compounded with a different job and, you know, he ended up doing the tiling stuff and that, that didn't work out. And I remember him being very frustrated because it's very hard, especially when you're learning. If you've ever, if you've never had the experience in, in, um, in renovations and, and, you know, putting up tiles and ceramics and, stalling drywall or chip rock or plastering and painting if you had no experience and you went to school and you got out you know like a trade school and then you go work for an employer who expects immediate results it's hard like you really need to learn on the job and you need to learn fast and some people have like a short not a short attention span but like a short there's like a small narrow window for mistakes and you make a couple of mistakes and then you're out the door and then you move on to another company and then the same thing happens. And, you know, and I've had some other friends, actually, ironically, another Mike go to school to be an electrician. And he, I believe he graduated. The school hired him to work at the school to do his, uh, what we call like stage hours. So like your placement hours, so you can uh, pass at the end. Right. And he liked it. And then he got, somebody got him an interview with this other company, got him a job working for this other electrical company. And it basically, in renovations of any sort, any any field, plumbing, electrical, whatever the case may be, whatever it is, when you're starting out, the people you're working for, they generally make you do all the grunt work, right? My dad calls them gophers or donkeys because <laughs> literally what you're doing is you're doing all the heavy lifting. You're If you're an electrician and you got to run wires, they're going to send you to run wires through the ceiling and go on your hands and knees and put all the wires in. and it's hard very 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 hard on your knees very very hard but if you put in the time and the effort and you're probably looking at at least four or five years of doing that kind of stuff right and ironically my parents had a neighbor who lost his job from a tech company ooh, i would say let's say 20 years ago and he went back to school to be an electrician and at that point he was 40 so fast forward well, actually 40 i want to say no no not 40 he was closer to 45 or 47. He went back to school to be an electrician and he worked for a company and he had to do all the gopher work for those five years getting in, especially at that age, going back to work or school or trade. It's really hard, right? Fast forward, he's still working. I saw him I saw him recently, actually. I was talking to him about it. He says it's a little bit better. He's doing more of the experience stuff now that he's put in the 20 years, right? He's like, but the first five, even 10 years, he's like, because you're not working for yourself. He's like, and even if you do, Rick, how much of it can you rely on if nobody knows you? He's like, the company makes you do all the hard work to make all the master electricians just go in and do their stuff, right? And he was explaining, I mean, at his age, how difficult it was to do that. Go back to school at a later age. Not, I'm not talking about university. That, that's, that's completely different. University is mentally draining and taxing and time-consuming, whereas a trade is physically demanding. You still need to be 
mentally into it. You need to understand the basics of, of grounds and wires and voltage and wattage and how, how many breakers you need and how much, how many, is it a 220 wire? Is it, is it a regular standard wire? Is it a GFI plug? Is it, you know, things like that. Like uh, standards in Canada are maybe different in North America and province to province and from country to country, but you still need to know, right? There's still an intellectual part about it. The physical demanding part on top of it makes it really challenging. And imagine if you're pushing 50 pushing 60 and you had to go back to school. My sister recently asked me for um, some guidance for a resume and cover letters for uh, a friend of hers who's 60 and went back to school and gradually graduated in uh, like nursing care. So people are going back to school because they need they need these skills to get different jobs because things are so expensive. That's good. Like education, anything that skills that makes improves you is great. And I encourage you to do that. But going back to school, let's say, for example, to get like an English literature degree, a bachelor's or a master's, unless you're going to really use it or you're guaranteed to get yourself a higher paying job in that field, there's no point, right? There's no point to move laterally. All you want is it only if it makes you move horizontally. So those are things that people have to consider. But if you're going back to school to be an electrician or a nurse or anything like that, and it really takes you out of your whatever current position or jobs you're doing, and it's going to bump you up $10, $15, $20. For some people, it's really worth it and fantastic. It's great. I mean, sometimes if you know the business of things, if you can balance your books, do accounting, you can open up your own business and just, just do what you want to do, right? You can you can open up a, a restaurant, get the permits, but you need the money, you need the investment. So there's, there's different things you can do. So going back to Mike, going back to Mr. D., we joke that he's the man of a thousand jobs, but literally he's had a thousand jobs and he has a lot of skills. He'll tell you himself, he's not very good at certain things and he's very good at other things. I could tell you that Mike, that Mike is physically, Mr. D physically, is very good at like landscaping, heavy work, uh, things like that. Fine finishing type of work, I'll tell you he'll struggle with, struggle with a little bit. Can he paint a room? Yeah, he could paint a room. Fast? Probably not, but he could paint a room, you know. Actually, he did he did some painting and jobs like that with his father when he was younger. He might mention that later. On to news in the world today without touching upon too many touchy subjects. Will Smith smacking Chris Rock at the Oscars. One, I didn't think anybody still watched the Oscars. And I recently looked at the ratings from the past couple of years, and the ratings have dropped significantly for the, since, like, what, 2013? The Oscars are a joke. Nobody really cares. And if you do care, stop watching that garbage, honestly. But in terms of the uh, smack, I got, I got some people asking me my opinions on Twitter. And based on the footage I saw, the joke, the setup, the smirk from Will Smith, the smile, the Chris Rock bracing for himself, hunched over with his arms behind his back, with his face turned in. I don't think Will Smith's the type of guy that's gonna really going to get up and go smack somebody. We know they had some beef. The Oscars needed some attention. And you know everybody knows that negative attention is negative attention. But if you're getting zero attention, zero positive attention, zero positive ratings... Negative attention is better than no attention for some people. And the same thing for networks and companies. Celebrities getting your name out there in a negative. People start thinking about you. Start thinking, oh, now we're talking about the Oscars. I think it was staged. I don't care if they have beef. 
we're in on it. Like, look, uh, we could talk about this. And uh, they, let's make a joke in the background. The writers did this. That's my take on that. So, you know, I don't I don't watch the Oscars. I, it's a waste of time. It's, it's nothing important. It's terrible content. That was today, that was last time, and that was before too. Like a waste of time. Team Canada made the top thirty-two in the World Cup, so they just did the draw recently. Canada got in Group F: Belgium, Morocco, and Croatia. It's not too bad. Anything can happen. It's like making the playoffs in the NHL. You make the World Cup. You know, stick to your plan. Play hard. Don't worry about things that are outside your control. Just focus on your play. It could have been worse. I think Canada with Alfonso Davies coming back, you know, if they could steal a win, maybe get a draw or two, it's possible that they can uh, punch their ticket to the next round, maybe do a little bit of an upset. So it's uh, it's a good thing for Canada. Their soccer program has been developing. It's going to be an exciting time. I think we're going to get some uh, something to cheer about in Canada for once. We haven't had anything to cheer about in the last little while. So hopefully the Canadians men's national team will put on an entertaining show regardless of the outcome. I believe one of the teams in the division is missing one of their top players because of a disagreement with a coach. So there's that. And some of the teams are a little bit older. They're not young. Canada's team is young. They might be a little bit faster, maybe lacking the experience, but you know, we probably would have liked to have Qatar in your group because they're I think they're the ranked the worst. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh it's going to be an interesting World Cup, say the least. We're going to do a wrong answers only tweet. What goes best with pickles? Wrong answers only. Anti Bun writes ice cream heavy on the caramel syrup. Damien puts a gif of a banana and it looks like a it looks like a cigarette in the banana. Kind of weird. Annie Matthews writes chap lips. Martha A. Graham writes candied yams. Oh boy. Taylor D. writes peanut butter. You know, Taylor, that actually might be a right answer for some people because I knew a kid growing up put bananas and pickles, peanut butter. I, 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 I don't know. It's just disgusting, the pickles. Darren writes a garbage bag. Just a Canadian girl writes moringa powder. I don't even know what that is. Mrs. Augustine writes carrot cake. That's true. I like carrot cake. We're not putting that with pickles. MXB writes chocolate milk. J. Kakawino Kanasum. I can never pronounce your name, man. You're going to have to send me an audio clip of that or something. Uh, he writes meat popsicles. Karza writes chocolate or cookies and cream ice cream. Mike Drop writes Buckley's. Or actually, sorry, he didn't write Buckley's. He put a picture of Buckley's, the original mixture, coffin congestion. That stuff works, but don't mix it with pickles. Mar- uh, Mariana writes spaghetti and meatballs. Christina writes milk. Oh, yeah, that's disgusting. Jody writes creme brulee or baked Alaska. Nick writes chocolate chip ice cream. Barbara writes chocolate. <laughs> Marianne writes pork pickles. Harrison writes cheese. History teacher writes cranberry sauce. William writes the muffler bracket for a 79 Pinto. No, wait, that's the XR2800. I right, take your word for it. Rooster writes peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter is a popular one. El Polaco writes vodka. Yeah, I don't know if that would go well with pickles, eh? Wood Wind Specialist writes grits. Mrs. Hubble writes peanut butter. Man, there's a lot. Another peanut, even Melly writes peanut butter. There's a lot of peanut butter answers. Also milk, milk answers from Hadley and the more milk. Creme brulee is another answer. JL Meadows writes cream cheese. Marie McKinnon writes nothing. Well, that's, I think that's the right answer, but we need the wrong answers. Todd writes, Prairie Oysters, bud. Ooh. And Venera writes, Christmas Pudding. So there's a wrong answers only tweet for everybody. We haven't done one of those in a while.
So, no Mr. D on this solo episode, but uh, I'd ask him to finish, close off the episode, but he'd probably say, like, uh, and social, RSS, something or other. I like pancakes. <laughs> I even give Mike a hard time when he's not here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Mr. Big Podcast, Wrong Answers Only. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Mr. Mike MTL wrong answers mtl the same names i called them hashtags last time but they're handles the same handles two twitter accounts two instagram accounts so just so everybody knows it's uh, been a pleasure it's my wife's birthday and a spoiler with a nice dinner birthday gift everybody thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time <laughs>